Do it live. Yeah, we're going. All right, yeah, Jesus. We just broke our brains on that one. Yeah, I'm I'm sad. Uh yeah. I mean the documentary I, I wanted to watch was like thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, but Rob fucking polluted us. He's like, No, we're gonna watch a fucking hour and a half about Steve Bannon and Woo! I thought, Oh, okay, cool and then five minutes into it I was done. We had to take a break to go get food. We came back. Brain was still not healed. Mm. I thought it was, but then no, his disgusting face appeared again on the fucking screen. Magical thing that I realized is that getting like kebab didn't make the movie go away. No. I, I really thought it would. No, no, no. I thought so too, but no. no here we are. So thanks, Rob. <laughs> All the beer in the world cannot, you know. Uh, I'm halfway through this one. That's fine. It can't, you know, bury what I just watched. I know. Now I figured out about. I found out about the monk debates, which seem really fucking cursed. Why did we look this up? Because there was one in the documentary. The, the most recent one was Steve Bannon versus David Frum, and oh yeah, true. I missed that. But it's yeah. not just that. Like the whole history of the monk debates are like, like two or sometimes there are two people on each side. All of them ghouls just arguing pro yeah. and con of some position. Ugh, it doesn't God. matter what position you have with any of these questions. It's just you will not have your argument represented by either side. Because like yeah. the, the question it's just two dipshits yelling at yeah, each hold, other. Hold it, it there. Yeah. Be no. Uh, yeah. So hold it down. down, 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 down. The last one. Last wait. One. Wait. Go up. Go up. Go up. No. Wait, no. 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 Uh, George Papa Andreo. Who did he? Who did he debate? Who? The most. Oh. Bull, George Papa Andreo, the, the corrupt fucking leader of PASOK, debated against Newt Gingrich, and yeah. he lost. And Arthur Laffer. <laughs> no, no, he won. Shit. He won. He won. Oh, he yeah, won. He won. He won. Yeah, yeah. There, oh. are, there are some embarrassing losses in the Monk debate. But right? it's George Papa Andreo and Paul Krugman, just two fucking dipshits, going at it against the king of all dipshits. Wait, what? Canada didn't have a, a, a pro or a con. It was just, just no. That was Justin that was Trudeau. actual. That was an electional election debate. That was a three-way. For example, so right they here, they all just fucked each other. Be it resolved. Right? This is before the election. Be it resolved. Donald Trump can make America great again. The pro side was Newt Gingrich and Laura Ingraham. The con side was Robert Reich, who's like now like a Facebook video viral yeah, he guy. Was the, he was the uh, and Jennifer uh, uh, Granholm. Uh, Newt Gingrich won that. <laughs> that Donald God Trump. Damn, that's he won depressing. that debate. <laughs> So, like, the last one, to give you an idea of this kind of thing, the last one that we actually saw was uh, the debate question was, be it resolved, the future of Western politics is populist, not liberal. See, this is the thing. All these questions we definitely all have takes on. They're just not going to be represented But why would you have Steve Bannon against David Frum? David Frum, who is, like, a right-wing dipshit as well. Yeah, but he's, he's like, liberal right-wing. He was the pro-liberal side. And I, this is, like... Capital L liberalism, like fucking Fuck beginning me. of the movement. So stupid. Yeah, no, it is dumb because it's oh, like God. if instead of like instead of Steve Bannon, you had like Chantel Mouffe, we'd be like, oh yeah, totally, a hundred percent, the future is populist. <laughs> oh God! But it's like so this instead. We don't have a Mega Rico this week, no. or do we? No, we don't because we're gonna get a lot of big rich boys in this fucking documentary. Okay, yeah, yeah. we're so sorry. We're coming at you kind of weird this week because no Mega Rica. We polluted our brains. We're so sorry. I know that everyone likes Megarica so much. It will definitely <laughs> be back next week. This is supposed to be a podcast trapped in amber. Just pure Steve Bannon distillation. Okay, they, yeah. They wiped off some of his kombucha sweat and yeah. then like put it in a vial. Oh my god, Steve Bannon was chugging so much fucking kombucha. I imagine his blood does have the consistency of amber. 
It does. I imagine yeah. his blood is clotting like, a, and so it looks like a kombucha mushroom. It's a thick. <laughs> it's a thick syrup. Ugh. Yeah. So it was hilarious to see him talk about kombucha at the beginning because he's just like got a Red Bull, Coke, anything, and he's like, "I'm drinking this this stuff, kombucha. You know it? Like, I don't know what's in there, but it gets it gets me like wires. It gets me jacked up. He says, jacked I don't know up. what this gay liberal shit is, but I fucking." Fucking pound it, and like a scene later, if you like zoom in closely, there's there's like a plastic bottle of kombucha on the table. Where's Wally with this shit? Just like, oh look, there's a bottle of kombucha. (laughs) I'm gonna send twenty points. Take a shot. Rob will never make kombucha ever again because he knows it's 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 reactionary. It is. It is reactionary. It was always reactionary. So, um, yeah. Hey, uh, welcome to your uh, weekly corner spati. Um, as you can clearly tell, our brains are mush. Um, yeah, I'm Nick. I'm Kieran. What's up? I'm Rob. That's Rob. Yeah. Rob never likes to give his name. He's scared of the of the Fafasung shorts. Mm. So yeah, um, we uh, we just sat down. We watched we watched Brink or the Brink, yeah. not the cool Disney movie yeah. with <laughs> rollerbladers. Do you that's know that Br- movie? That's Brink! Exclamation point. Yeah. Straight to TV, yeah, straight Disney to TV, live action, Disney so. Channel movie. No, we watched uh, The Brink. Mm. Uh, Steven, Steve Bannon going around Europe and promoting whatever the fuck he's promoting. To be honest, I was preparing for a lot worse because when you guys mentioned this, I thought we were going to be watching like a Steve Bannon film, like one that he made. It would have been better than this, actually. Oh, no, I've heard such horrible things about trying to watch those fucking films. Oh, God. But this, this, this is also pretty bad. I mean, okay, so let's not rag on it too much. I think it's 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 a decently made documentary. The content makes me sad. Yeah, but still, which then makes it a shit movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was a well-made documentary. Actually, I mean, like, I'm not I'm not gonna say you should go watch this because no one should waste their time thinking about Steve Bannon. But if you're going to like make a movie about Steve Bannon. It's worth it's worthwhile to just see like his like dumb nephew making him green goop that he has to like <laughs> eat with his spoon. I love the dumb nephew. <laughs> and like I think I think the film did a very good job of just showing him to be dumb. Yeah, be, he's he, for, he is straight for stupid. populism to just not mean anything. Yeah, yeah. Like all these people in like a fancy room being like how with Goldman Sachs bankers talking about how they're the populists. And so I think the, that, that was the former head of Goldman Sachs. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, the film the did a good job of, of that. Uh, and I think it was hilarious, and I love seeing Steve Bannon because he's hot. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So I so like, I love the movie. Um, the thing I will say first off, really happy that they showed an Arizona link. Um, <laughs> one half of me was very excited. Other half of me was kind of sad because Steve Bannon didn't reach out to Greece, and I was really, really, really hoping that then I had a very excited Elias Katsidiades just coming out and being like Steve Bannon's a pimp. Um, I am glad that he has accepted that Krasiavi is the future of Greece. I didn't get that, and I I'm I'm upset in that sense. So I'm I'm, I'm torn. Yeah, personally, we got we got a lot of like we got a fucking parade like the fucking absolute parade of ghouls coming out of the clown car that is like far right European politics. We we got we got Nigel Farage, sexy bang. We got uh, De Winter, fucking uh, Flip De Winter, Flip De Niro, Flip, Flip De, Niro De Niro from Vlaams Belong, the Flemish supremacy party. Um, we got we got we got a guy that I'm only like briefly familiar with, um, Michael fucking what's his name, Madrika. Mad- Michael Megariga. Something like that, yeah. Michael Megariga, yeah. Uh, Michael Madriga, who's like from the far-right party in Wallonia, which means he has zero seats. 
And like, it's Belgium. You have a million and one opportunities to get seats. Local government, regional government, federal government. Fucking, just mute your computer, man. I wanted to watch the scene again. No. No, <laughs> no I'm not. I'm not polluting my brain with this anymore. It's got subtitles on. Um, yeah, so you got that guy. Like, You have a million and one opportunities to get seats in Belgium. This fucking party can't manage. But he's the co-founder of The Movement. Ooh. Which I'm Ooh. glad I'm glad we've already mentioned Steve Bannon's beautiful, thick, ginger nephew who gets like inher- inherits the movement after a spat L- with a graphic designer. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, Steve Bannon just has like a telephone call. He just gets pissed off at someone. It's like, yeah, fuck you. I'm handing this over to my nephew. His nephew, who's like pretty jacked. And I'm sure Steve Bannon was like, what do you do? Like, how do you stay healthy? And he's just like. He's like green. Goop. Pop, I'm I'm just gonna imagine he calls him Pops, even though he's his uncle. Like, don't worry, Pops. Like, I got I get the best smoothie recipes. Yeah, I got all of the the nutrients and proteins you need. All the amino acids. They forget about the amino acids. And then he just <laughs> comes out with this green goop. Let's see, Ben. It's just sitting at the table, like, eating it with a shoveling spoon. it into his mouth. Like he's with a spoon, which is also yeah. It was just like it's. His son's just like, yeah, it's four bags of spinach. Uh, the secret is you, you leave them in the plastic bag <laughs> and just blend it all um, for fiber or something. The that little that little nugget of a scene where they're in the the hotel room in Venice and the the son just like walks in the door. He's talked to. I don't know if you guys got this impression, but the like not the son, sorry, the nephew. I don't know if you guys got this impression, but the nephew was like super pumped to be on camera. He was like flexing and trying to make some lines and shit. Then he just inherits the movement, the thing that's going to bring like fascism to Europe again. I mean, we've done it before. How hard could it be? Um, <laughs> and like all this happens because um, your guy from Michael from Wallonia has the fucking gall to suggest we need to get cracking with this like movement branding and having a website thing which to this day <laughs> post EU elections they still have a fucking website it was like 50 minutes into the movie and he's like uh, boss I think we might need a website for this thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah I guess the thing that then we came to the conclusion of is that then if anyone's afraid of Steve Bannon in 2019 like there is no reason to be yeah like uh, he's just fucking stupid holy shit and he thinks he's like an absolute genius he's like an instagram star and i love it yeah well that is like a wealthy white american yeah like a former like goldman sachs banker who's just like and who just like lucks into money like how he gets like residuals from seinfeld and stuff and other like tv shows in hollywood he's just like has millions from that and just thinks he's like playing that no real brief his coked out idea was was this <laughs> like you know like we're gonna fucking make a business but by a business i mean nationalism in europe so yeah, woo! go with it that makes money right um yeah it's just it is ridiculous uh the other the other documentary i just briefly mentioned this that before this i showed um rob a brief documentary that the guardian did about like Steve Bannon trying to start the movement. And we see it in this movie. We see the journalists like because they're filming at the same time that the journalist is doing. They see them have these interviews and stuff like that. That documentary, like the weird thing with it is the Guardian really wants this angle of like Bannon is this mastermind and we need to be really afraid of him. But the guy on the ground, I think the journalist is like, this is really inept and really poorly thought through. And that's the angle he's trying to take with this, yeah. which is the correct angle. But it was like that conflict in the way that movie's made, little mini doc. But it is like, it was something that came out 
half a year ago back when everyone was huffing the like Steve Bannon gas thinking that he was a genius and like this movie comes out being like so there's a law like forbidding you from doing any of this in most European countries. Did you not like check that with your army of lawyers before you came here? Let's can we go through the movie like in order? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> so as we said, we watched The Brink by someone named Alison Clayman. And I think it was a pretty good documentary. She uh, and also like I've heard interviews with her. She's a good person. Like she's on the right side of terms of politics and right? if you're gonna i thought it was a good documentary too but the topic just mushed my brain into, yeah, into smithereen and i thought if you're gonna waste your time following steve bannon around watching him eat green goop and pretending to be european this is your staying in a hotel room with like a telescope and like a big painting on the wall as you, um, as everyone knows all our american listeners all europeans just have telescopes and big pictures of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Oh my god, that was my favorite scene too. Is that then in order to justify himself, he just like popped out a book of like Lincoln quotes. He's like, <laughs> says the most generic quote. He's like, that was Abraham Lincoln. He said, you know, that. people hated Lincoln too. That's like the equivalent of like you know Jesus was hated too for like anything you do. But it's such like a child <laughs> response to a book. It's just like you say, I take out like a little uh, fucking encyclopedia. It's like large cat found mostly in Asia, uh, black stripes on an orange body. Just close the book. That's a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we should go through the whole documentary. Hey, well, all right. Take it away, Rob. Before that, we should do a little bit of context because I do think... No, fuck that. Let's go through, Let's go through it. <laughs> there's no context I don't have here. anything. So there's this guy called Trump. He got elected the president. Oh, what? Mad. So first thing I want to talk about, opening shot of the documentary... Steve Bannon, you see his little belly like round, sitting at the edge of the table. Fucking high. Let's about. just like get that out of the way. Steve Bannon looked like a fucking thought the entire documentary. You have a lot of tabs. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but the first thing I want to talk about is when he's he's just go- telling stories like some fucking rich asshole sixty year old does. He used to work at Goldman Sachs, which we'll get into. The, like his whole his whole vibe is just like. Yo, I fucking did every, like it's a very boomer mentality. Like, you know, I'm just gonna tell these stories about how my dumb shit that happened in my life that's important because I'm fucking rich and you should do what I did and just listen to me tell an inane story about this time I was filming some documentary on, on at Birkenau. Yeah, and he went through in like insanely weird detail. Oh, he was very impressed by Birkenau. <laughs> so he's yeah. like, Auschwitz, that's normie shit. No one likes Auschwitz. Birkenau. Now that's impressive. And he just goes through and he does the most cliche explanation of like German industrial engineering. You had Mercedes, Krupp, Hugo Boss, all this, these, these like, all this perfect design, so elegant, so efficient. I, I love know. It's always like, a, I mean, I guess some Germans are probably like this too, but it's especially in America, this like image of like German engineering. Everything's yeah, yeah. So and perfect. it's always like the sense of like, you know, damn, with the Nazis, it was wrong, but. Gotta respect him. Gotta like, respect them. They were just so good at it. Well, the, the second half of his inane story is about how, like, it's kind of, like, it's crazy to think about. You have all these people having normal conversations. It's just a day at, at the office, having arguments, making designs. Which is what he fucking But it's for a concentration camp. Yeah. yeah. And then he, because cause he gets, like, later on into the fucking discussion about, like, the wall and all this other type of shit. Is it, this is the thing. This is, like, because... 
I, I like I, I maybe I'm being way too synthetic to him, but I genuinely think that he like he thinks these things are bad. But the irony of all this is the way he's talking about it, he doesn't seem to be able to make this fucking connection that like, oh, isn't it weird how like people in Germany were like planning this whole fucking death factory yeah. and were completely detached from it. Isn't that weird? That never happens anywhere else ever again. <laughs> like it couldn't have possibly happened in Build America. Build the wall. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah exactly. exactly. But that's the thing is that, like, I don't think that Steve Bannon actually went to Auschwitz and to Birkenau and looked at it and was like, this is bad. I think he was genuinely impressed with it. And because Steve Bannon notoriously has been a Nazi throughout his like fucking entire journalistic career or business career, whatever the fuck you want to call what he does. The lines blur. Yeah, he's extremely anti-Semitic. He's continuously said on multiple occasions, um, not just like casual anti-Semitism, but just like, you know, full-blown white nationalist, neo-Nazi bullshit. I think that he did this in the manner of then like, the type of sense that, like, damn, I'm impressed by this. I have to pretend that I'm upset about it. But actually, in the end, like, this is a cool end goal. And... In the end, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, exactly. Lincoln Park, baby. <laughs> and that's... Because, like, he he tries to talk about it in that sense that, like, oh, I should feel bad about this. But he doesn't. Like, there's not one sense of, like, remorse. Like, this is so fucking impressive. You know? It's just this, like... I don't know. Maybe it's just really American of him. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to, like, to navigate that... that that uh it's kind of it's kind of a weird sense of this is all he does like this is probably all he like everything he thinks about is something that he actually is detached from because if he got like anyway too close to it he might realize what the fuck he's doing and there's like human suffering at the other end of it so he doesn't care no he doesn't that's the thing he doesn't care but like he's actually confronted an example of something else in history that did that and he's like reacting in this really weird way of like knowing that he should care but he probably doesn't yeah okay then we're coming from the same place yeah yeah Yeah, i think that part of the and this is true for a lot of american boomer like white boomer mentality which I feel like is just whatever the the current manifestation of settler colonial mindset is just like what like they go like the particular ways they just rationalize all the things they've ever done in their life. So you have like Steve Bannon who's just like work in the army working at Goldman Sachs like doing terrible things and like the way like he like as like his memory is sort of like a signpost of like decisions he made and skills he acquired and things he learned about why like to get him where he is today. And so because he's just like a narcissistic shithead, he doesn't actually like under like sympath- empathize or anything in the world around him. Like a lot of fucking uh, shitheads in the world, like a lot of boomers, like a lot of Americans. So like, like there's one point not too far into the documentary where he's just like talking for no reason about his business career. And he's like, you know, in the eighties when we worked for Goldman Sachs, like that's what I learned. And then in the nineties, you know, then when I had my own firm and it's like, no one gives a shit about your personal history. Why? But like, that's how he like sees the whole world. So like, so like when he's like trying to communicate like his worldview or his ideology, he's just like, well, you know, this is what I learned that sometimes you got to like get small to think big. And as Machiavelli, what that's what Machiavelli said, you know, but I kind of, I prefer to read more of the Sun Tzu. And he said that you have to pretend to be big by going to Europe. <laughs> Because Europe is smaller than the U.S. physically, but it, I'll look bigger there. But it thinks bigger. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of that. Yeah, it was a lot of that fucking Sun Tzu dumb guy Machiavelli energy. Oh, the whole like 
the only book I've ever read is like Sun Tzu's Art of War, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You think I mean, Bannon, Steve Bannon, and and uh, 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 Gorka have that exact same energy. That it's like if you ask them, like, what's the last book you read? They'll just like name off some like generic fucking book that then everyone should have read or whatever. They're like, it's always like it's always a classic, yeah. but then like. The other telling thing is it's always something that's like on the like American high school syllabus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, you were forced to read this book. Yeah, fucking like like uh, Steve Bannon. Moby like, Dick. What, what, was, what was the last book you read? Fuck, I don't know. Like you know, Metamorphosis. Franz Kafka. It's fucking crazy. Man turned himself into a fucking cockroach. Can you believe that? I don't know. I'm man. a real intellectual. Guy. Yeah, I read the first yeah. line. <laughs> yeah. I'm a real intellectual. It's the same. It's, it's the same fucking Jordan Peterson energy too. Where it's like. Uh, the Communist Manifesto says that the proletariat will inherit this. You know, it's just like it literally is that. Then, like the the quote about um, there is a ghost haunting Europe, and that ghost is communism. The ghost is Gaysper. The ghost is Gaysper. Uh, this is what communism wants: is gay ghosts. Karl Marx himself was actually a gay ghost. If there's something, I mean, if. If there's anything I want to say about the context of the documentary, whatever that's supposed to be, or like the way it's received, is that one of the classic narratives, as Kieran um, alluded to, about Steve Bannon is that he's just some huge mastermind, and that's mm. built up because as sort of justify your own position, like the, well, we just had to lose to this guy because how could you stop him? He's just like, a, yeah, he's just taking over everything. He was and also I, very happy to take that. Like, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it, like there's a reason that he's. He kind of laughs about the documentary, like, oh, I'm going to look so bad. Because he's just dumb. Like, he's just like, oh, oh, well. (laughs) And, like, not once in this entire documentary does he come off like, damn, like, Steve Bannon's, you know, doing, you know, ops. He's doing cool shit. It's just like, it's just a man just stumbling over his fat belly. It's a rich person, which, with a ton of fucking money and privilege, just doing whatever he wants. He's retired. Yeah, we have to get yeah. into this. Like, there's no reason for him to do any of this. He's old and has millions of dollars, <laughs> and he's just—he's like, I'm a workaholic. Like, I've always like personal life. What's personal life? Like, I have nothing to yeah, do but just like what read polls coming in and take meetings in my in my Venice hotel room. So that okay. So this Steve is the thing. Steve Bannon, just take a vacation for the, all of us. My God, the timeline. You fat, disgusting pig. The timeline in the movie. We should probably just like briefly say is like from. Him leaving the White House to the midterms. That's basically when it ends. Getting kicked out of the White House. (laughs) Getting kicked out of the White House to the midterms. That's like the beginning of the Yeah, it's like a year long. It's like a year and a few months. It's a struggle. Uh, Yeah. But like through that time, because you're right, he is retired and he has like this weird, like it really just, but only towards the end of the movie does it become clear. He doesn't know what to do with himself. Are you saying that this is Steve Bannon's Kampf, if you will? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it does like the like Steve Bannon, and I'm sure his whole life is like this. Like, uh, and I think the the doc the Alison Clayman does a good job of like just um, like laying it all out and, mm. and like making these things clear. But like one thing that like I took away from it is that like if you had like if you just took this story, like took away the name Steve Bannon, yeah. it, it would be like an indie movie about someone like trying to find themselves. Like a very like, like great Michael Sarah is about, about everything. Exactly. Like everything they try to do, like they fail out. Like they, I, no, actually, they lose their job it. and they're like, 
they lose their job and they're like, I'm going to go to Europe and find myself. And then that just like fails completely. And then they don't acknowledge it. They're just sort of like, yep, back to America. Like still trying to find myself or something. Everything they're like planning on like fails. And like you as the viewer would see that like, well, this person's falling apart. But Steve Bannon's just like still drinking his kombucha and like still having a million fucking interviews and just going on like all the fucking other shitheads who run the world. I mean, to be fair, like we created Steve Bannon. Just oafs. Like... I don't want to classify us as liberals because we're not, but just like we, us three in a room, in a us, us, us three. But I it mean, was I'm, like um, the opening sequence to the Powerpuff Girls: sugar, yes. spice, everything nice, and then Chemical X, <laughs> <laughs> which, <laughs> is, which is which is kombucha. But, I, I mean, like, <laughs> like kombucha. the general infatuation of just this big fat Irish American dullard could have been completely mm. ignored and would have had no power but for some fucking reason we found him interesting i i think i think rob's very ultimately right here that if this was like a if this was like a gray garden situation where this movie is like about a real person but like no one knew who we none of us knew who he was before going in yeah it would be just like very tragic yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that's but the we, joke at the end like yeah. no one listens to him no one respects him like the journalists like talk to him but just to like try to ingratiate themselves or get some quotes. Well, they're, they're making story. money. But they're just, like, exactly. He they're making just, money. Like, he just but like continuously at- jacks off on that. He finds it so empowering. He's like, look, the Guardian fucking interviewed me, and isn't that cool? And they're wrong. And I'm gonna make this new, you know, neo-nationalist movement in Europe. Like, check me out, babe. And checks. Well, it's a symbiotic relationship. Just, with the yeah, two exactly. And it's just so fucking weird because this guy has absolutely nothing interesting going about with him. But like. So even the people that then he teams up with are far more interesting than he is. Like uh, uh, Le Pen or Salvini. Well, or actually, the, the actual no, the actual big ballers in like right wing Europe are not really to be seen. The only comparable one is uh, fucking uh, Flip De Niro. Uh, <laughs> like because because like Vlam's Belong is like actually quite big. Um, yeah. For the like size of the country or the size of the region it's representing. But like Salvini's on this. His his Italian contact is Fratelli uh, dell'Italia. Yeah. Um, his the French contacts from like Front National are just some the fucking rejects from the party. Yeah. Some... Yeah, but that's exactly what I'm saying. Is that like even they themselves? The only one then who oh. had met head on head with him is. This big pimp that we have on the screen right now, Nigel Farage, he's just a fucking reject. Of, of but also, that's pre-Brexit party. That's after he stepped down as leader of oh, UKIP. Oh, yeah, true, 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 true. UKIP is going insane, punching each other. And um, Steve Bannon's, like, you know, rocking the, 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 the three collared shirts, but underneath a sports jacket, so it looks nice and, you know, yeah. prim and proper. There, there is, like, a sense of Nigel Farage just kind of, like, looking at Steve Bannon being like, for the grace of God, there goes I, <laughs> kind of situation. Yeah, but then, like, also, too, like, just the way that the man just, like, holds himself and dresses himself just, like, continuously worsens throughout the <laughs> film. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Because when he meets with, with, with Farage, he has like a sense of like holding himself together, this and that, that. They're meeting in like a nice hotel room. Mm. And then at the end of it, it's just like him in like a in a kitchen, like doing ops, like a fucking loser. Yelling at his like analytics guy. Yeah. You know? I don't know if he's like, paying. Th- there are a lot of shots of his brownstone, which maybe he lives in DC or something. And I kept imagining it like uh like Washington DC cribs. Like you come up and it's like, here's my kitchen that looks like all normal, like nice upper middle class kitchens of the granite. He goes to his bedroom and he's like, and here's my war room. <laughs> <laughs> he mentions the war room. Like again, cause Steve Bannon like okay. 
just to back up really quickly, because I do want to like go chronologically through the documentary. But the last point I wanted to make is that it is dumb to say he's a mastermind. The opposite tack, which is again kind of operating in the same dialectic, because you have to like absolve yourself for calling him a mastermind for so long, is say like he's a dumb, racist piece of shit. No one should pay attention to him at all. Which is true. I sympathize with that. But insofar as he's like Rob, useful, left. How dare you? insofar as he's like useful to like think about or analyze this, it's just like this is it. Like it's not that he's special. It's just that all of the fucking ghouls at Goldman Sachs or in politics or in the right wing parties who are just deciding things are just like Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon's just oh, special because yeah. he's in the news a lot. But he's almost like a like. There's nothing that separates him from those other people. He's just like them. He's just he lives in the same dumb brownstone. He like has the same dumb nephew. <laughs> like there is, he's exactly the same. And insofar as that, I do think it's like a worthwhile analysis of like this is the ruling class. This is the real ruling class as they are. This is the dumb meetings they have. It's the dumb shit they talk about. And they're like way of like what, what's their self image like? You know. You know, this bu- this business would be nothing without me. I built this business. And what do they do? They just keep saying, like, we got analytics. We got polls. We got war rooms. Uh, you know, like, we got it all together. Like, don't worry. Like, you, like I'm selling you on my package. Like, if you buy the data analytics and the polls, you'll get the war room free. Like, we will take care of everything. And it's just all grifting. It's all wrong. Oh, yeah. But, of absolutely. course, you just keep sailing because you got money. It just keeps going on to the next thing. It is. It the is. Tra- very, the train um, just keeps moving, baby. It is it like the interesting thing and like to get an actual grasp of what you're looking at is if like the the person behind the camera had a fucking like superpower that they could just duplicate every time some new fucking gal comes onto the screen they duplicate and another cameraman follows them and then whenever they meet someone they follow they branch off and fo- and you just get this giant web of all a bunch of racist idiots who are all just as inept as each other and you're like oh okay the ruling class but they're all equally as sexy. Yeah, of course. Just big piles of gray clay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, the, the thing I did notice is that they didn't focus on Trump all that much, actually, in this documentary, which was nice, actually. There's, like, two or three, like, shots of Trump, and they're all taken from, like, news feeds. Yeah, they're, yeah. Just, they're just him speaking, like, I mean, the uh, shit that he said. But that is, like, that is one thing that I really kind of came out with this... Um. And 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 appreciated is that they didn't try to make this into like a a Trump focused thing about like look Steve Bannon was the guy behind Trump and this is like it really I think whenever that came up he kind of said it about himself exactly yeah, yeah and it yeah. came up in the sense of that then that you have just this 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 narcissistic dumb guy who thinks that he's far more important than he actually is mm. because Trump could have won without Steve Bannon at least in my opinion Trump was just saying just any fucking idiotic shit that came to his head and because of the political currents in the United States and that that he ended up against the easiest opponent for him you know well if you want to talk about uh, Steve Bannon not being a, not having any actual analysis of or strategy or anything like he he does have that like self delusion again of most just like people who run Goldman Sachs or whatever as like the history and the world just he courses around that, them. Like, if but without him, Trump wouldn't have won. Which yeah, is yeah. Complete but, bullshit. but they just rationalize everything. Like I, I'm on top. Cause I'm so fucking smart, you know, like, cause yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. like, and it's then all done to, after the fact to explain that. And you see that with all of his, like the like strategy or the tactics he gives where he just says like with people like this, you can't lose. And it's like, Cut to like one month later and they're all losing. Oh, yeah. I remember in Arizona, the person that then he endorsed was like even more insane than Sheriff Joe Arpaio. 
which is very hard to imagine. Mm. But um, yeah, two cowboy hats. <laughs> two, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, she she had two tanks that she rolled through town with. Huh? Huh? Um, Arizona seems like a wonderful place. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. No. Um. But yeah. Um. That was like that was really funny because you got like a split second of when I know this is jumping ahead, but when 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 the midterm elections happen. It just all just fell apart for him because he had he had this like narcissistic dumb guy energy that then he couldn't because it isn't him that then these people were attracted to. It was Trump, you know, yeah, like, yeah. the people who were attached to the Trump movement didn't want to fucking see Steve Bannon's because Steve Bannon for a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people notice like know this, but within the right wing movement in the United States, they don't like Steve Bannon because Steve Bannon is too openly like Nazi for them. And Trump is like a mediator that then can be like, you know, the Trump rhetoric without having to be openly racist, even though Trump himself is obviously openly racist. There's like a a convincing fact that they themselves can like reflect upon themselves that Trump represents that. And Steve Bannon is this kind of privileged neo-Nazi that they don't want anything to do with. And that whenever he endorsed people in the midterms, like greatly hurt the Republican Party. So actually, Steve Bannon, keep endorsing people because <laughs> you're going to just fucking, you know, lose the Senate and um, lose more seats in the House. Like, that's cool. But, um, yeah, like, I... Also, shout out to Paul Gosser. Like, All right, we're going to go through... We're yeah. going to get there. Yeah. So... Let's go through I want to spend some time in Europe because that's where all the cool people are. Um, But the first 25 minutes or so of the movie is Steve Bannon just, again, doesn't have a job because he got kicked out of the White House and left Breitbart, the what the website that, like, he edited. That's at the end of the twenty-five minutes. So like it's the first bit in America. He goes to Europe after basically losing his job at Breitbart. True, but in the first the beginning of the movie, he's not doing anything for Breitbart. He's just kind of sitting in a room with his like play like planning what are we gonna call like these different groups yeah. and taking meetings with people. He's not like Oh, let me let me read over this. Uh, they show him there. I think the only thing that he was still doing for Breitbart was that like radio show that they had. Yeah, and then, that wasn't Breitbart. That was something by himself. That no, was it a, was called Breitbart Radio. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I'm wrong. Uh, and when he left, there was like, oh, and you know, he basically all I think all he had at Breitbart at that time was like just like a title, and then he had the radio show. He was basically being like he was being shoved out. Uh, this is an old guy who won't fucking retire. Yeah, basically. He's 64 in this fucking film. Um, he says it multiple fucking times. Yeah, yeah. So really, like, think about this movie retrospectively. You could see all this shit coming. <laughs> like, um, So, yeah, there's not so much I want to talk about in the first, in yeah, the first part fair. of it. Um, talks to some weird Republican there's, events. There's a lot of Roy Moore. He, he went big on defending Roy Moore, yeah. which blew up in his face, of course. Forgot about that. And you Fuck like you. The, the the film's very good showing you like going big for Roy Moore, then it being revealed that he like did some shit to some teenage girls that are really bad, and him doubling down after that, which I forgot about. He gives a lot of speeches. Uh, he he says things like the Christian right is a foundational layer of the populist right, which okay, like if we're talking about like who would like the organized uh, Christian right in the U.S. is especially at, like an organizational level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, they're like. The suffering small populace. Um, he loves uh, the cheap heat of saying deplorable. Like he'll just go to the crowd and be like, 
how many deplorables do we have here and get a bunch of cheers yeah it's just so sad really it's very very like this is the thing that a lot of these people on the right wing are like failed stand up so see you guys in two years wherever the fuck but uh, and the last thing that was introduced in the first part is economic nationalism which his like he considers his like that's what I am I'm an economic nationalist which like first of all no one says that word like it's not like Trump is I mean Trump leans in that direction actually but like when he says like everyone has my agenda like everyone's like we've taken over like he kind of just identified like a process already ongoing and saying like yeah I did that. Well, this is very similar to like what Hugh was saying in the uh, EU election episode where he was watching the like EU debates and he was like one of a thousand people watching it and the rest of the people watching were just in the YouTube comment section being like, man, why isn't Manfred Weber saying all the like anti-Semitic stuff I want him to say? Because <laughs> all these people on the right think that everyone else on the right is on their particular like side of like right-wing politics that they're all like got the same thoughts. He's doing a bit of that where yeah. like everyone's an economic nationalist. Everyone in like Europe it. has Manfred Weber voodoo dolls that they're like trying to, that, that <laughs> they do a voice and they're like, <laughs> we're going to kick out all the Muslims. <laughs> but instead, but like I imagine since they're just like alt-right uh, European Nazis, like their equivalent is like, they do like the floss dance and that's how they like try to summon like <laughs> anti-Semitic energy from Manfred Weber. <laughs> Oh god! Um, so that yeah, also really meme sad. magic. Manfred Weber, not the documentary. Really, really sad about that one. Come on, like Spiegel said that he's a winner. Steve Bannon doesn't recognize that. So the first uh, time we see Europe, I think, is the dinner. Well, not the dinner. The meeting with Nigel Farage. Mm. So you know, two Kings. geniuses. Kings yeah. talking about how you know. It's uh, we should point out two people who are both at low points in their career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying like everything's great, man. Like I'm, you're you're good because I'm good. Like every like I've never felt better. Doesn't like I've been eating green goop. <laughs> doesn't he comp- uh, compare himself to like Duterte? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, what I want to say is they're like we have populists all around the world. We have uh, Modi, Orban. Duterte, and then I, I wrote it down. Guys from Egypt? Some guys in Egypt. Yeah, some guys in Egypt. <laughs> They're Hold called on. the military. <laughs> you know that famous populist force, the military? <laughs> Mil- I mean, yeah. <laughs> that just reminds me of that thing when then, like, during the uh, 2016 election, before Trump was um, the Republican candidate, you just had, like, Ted Cruz being like, I love Al-Sisi. He's doing a great job in Egypt. <laughs> it's like, wait, What? Do you not know what's going on? I mean, of course you didn't know what's fucking going on in the country, but... So a, a recurring theme in the documentary, which I think can be obvious, but I do think the documentary does a good job pointing it out, is just like like how absurd it is that they're calling themselves populist when they're just like rich people just like fucking off and... and being in ex- expensive hotel rooms and be like, we're fighting the elites. Like, yeah, they're, like, like they're comfortable just managing our decline and and like they, they don't have a vision for the future. And it's like, neither do you, buddy. You're literally in Venice, first of all. Yeah, so like, like, the thing <laughs> like that, talk about managing your decline. You're this, sitting in a fucking rich hotel room in Venice. There's no better like uh, metaphor for the world. Just like sitting in your with your fucking golden telescope, <laughs> looking in, out the window in a city that's not going to exist in like ten, 10 years. years yeah. yeah, a lot of it just like because we saw. The because um, we saw the conversation there of like uh, on the screen of between Nigel Farage and Steve Bannon again, and a lot of like just reading the subtitles is just they're old, they're really old guys just playing war. 
like playing soldier like he just kept calling themselves like oh we're like if corbin or sanders get in charge we're the fire breathers we're gonna stop them and they're well, nerds my, they're so, so lame yeah it's like uh, here's gonna be our war room and here's our plan and we'll mobilize this and we'll mobilize. they are like they're just so fucking bored out of their minds and they're so fucking sad that they didn't get to prove themselves at war or something. Yeah. There's this weird, like, lost masculinity shit happening. But in the end, it also kind of shows, too, that, like, these movements are also a movement that are in favor of capital as well. Mm. You know? So, like, let's say the thing Corbyn or Sanders were to get in power in the United States or Europe, or not in Europe, in in the UK. Yeah. Um, What would that mean for a Nigel Farage... You know, Nigel Farage is, is uh, what's his background again? It's like also like investment. Asset banking. trading. Asset trading. Okay, yeah. perfect. Nigel Farage is a part of UKIP because... He has a bank account in the Isle of Man, which he says Exactly, he yeah. So if the United Kingdom separates from, from you know, the Euro... Well, they're, they're not part of the Eurozone. If they separate from the EU, that means that someone like Nigel Farage who gets to then do all these bizarre weird or weird deals with you know Saudi Arabia and Russia now that he couldn't do beforehand are much more profitable for people like him and mm-hmm. him and his fucking friends like there is not a a, a, a working class line in his version of brexit mm. not saying that there isn't a left answer to brexit like that is a big debate but I don't kind of agree with it but it's not coming from a fucking dipshit like him because no. it is just to support capital and no. capitalism is racist. So like we already fucking knew that. And same thing with Steve Bannon. Same thing with fucking Matteo Salvini, as we talked about last week with that. His whole fucking version of austerity is just to like, you know, put it upon the South. Same thing with Marine Le Pen, whose family is just notoriously known for being the fucking like continuation of Vichy France. Yep. You know, Basically. like there is a connection of, of capital with these right wing na- uh, uh, nationalist and populist parties. Like we cannot ignore that. They're not anti-capitalist in any way whatsoever. No. So one of the things you're looking at now is this big fancy dinner they all have. Oh, we're we're going to talk mush. about fancy tea It parties. is mush on a plate with Paul Gosser representing AZ. All right. I'm going to let's go through. So there's the, in, the he meets up with Nigel Farage. All of the news reports basically like. And the documentary doesn't go into it so much, but I think it demonstrates it okay. Like they'll just have like one meeting with like someone from uh, Le Pen's party, whatever yeah. whatever it was called at, national, at the moment, or national rally. And then like every newspaper will be like Steve Bannon and Marie Le Pen like team up to do something, and like you just have that again and again and again when it's just like Steve Bannon waddling between rooms and like talking <laughs> about like. Like, if someone's like, how are you going to do this? He's like, well, you know, when I worked at Goldman Sachs, like, I met, I sat down with everybody. <laughs> Just like, Steve I'm sitting Bannon, down with everybody. Steve Bannon is Soldier Boy. <laughs> Expound on that, please. Okay. Take, because Soldier Boy, all right. So before Soldier Boy went Crank to jail, class. okay, before Soldier Boy went to jail the last time, which was like <laughs> recently, um, his whole interview was like, Drake? You remember that one, right? No, I don't. I don't remember. Oh God damn it! So Soldier Boy came up like everyone the whole kind of was like, the right. episode's terrible." Soldier Boy was big in like what 2006. Yeah. Soldier Boy is more more talent in his pinky than Steve Bannon. Has. That is true. But I'm talking about Soldier <laughs> no Boy. No one is contesting. I'm this. talking about Soldier Boy today because Soldier Boy has kind of been just like an absolute mess ever since he like kind of slipped from fame in like the late 2000s but he continuously like uh feels that then like every single rapper that exists right now 
is because of him, even though they've like never met him at the time. And like a lot of rappers come have come forth and be like, yeah, Soldier Boy was an influence to me, but I never fucking met him, you know. And I always, I get the same vibe from Steve Bannon with a lot of these like right wing movements. It'll be like, you know. Uh, Steve Bannon meets with some, like, you know, young intern from Front National, and then it's, like, exactly that, like, Steve Bannon being like, yeah, like, Marine Le Pen, I fucking made her who she is. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's an exact same soldier boy. I invented boy. economic nationalism. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 it's an exact same soldier boy energy where then he's going around on fucking, like, you know, with talking to fucking Charlemagne the God, being like, you know, I made, you know, a... a, a insert any rapper here which is totally not true like given maybe soldier boy like had some extended connection to this person but it wasn't that then like that that soldier boy they themselves brought them into the scene and like you know did the uh you know the the, the fucking work to get them there hmm. i mean to be fair like soldier boy now is just like make is, is just reselling a uh uh a console that you can buy in AliExpress under his own name, which is exactly what fucking Steve Bannon does nice. with white nationalism. Nice. So who was at the dinner party? So after the... Um, Rob, Kieran, and I were there. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is when Bannon's sitting down with the heavy hitters of the European right. The who's who. And breaking bread and talking. So I'm just going to read off... Uh, Tell me if I forgot anybody. Cool. You got Steve Bannon, yeah. Nigel Farage, pimp, pimp, looking like a like looking like a proper little lad with his napkin tucked into his uh, shirt, <laughs> billowing out. <laughs> they don't teach that in school anymore. Nope. I tell you that. That's what he's bringing back. Yeah. The EU won't won't let them teach proper manners in school. The EU insists you put your napkin on your lap. <laughs> it's not it's not sanitary to put it into your collar. That's why Nigel Farage went to the fucking. Oh, what is it? 10th Downing Street had that b- dis- disgusting photo that he took. Did you see that? No. He had like a letter that he was dropping off there and just was like, Oh, right. This fucking ghoulish face like he always does. Yeah, he does that. And it was just a letter to the to the fucking queen being like, I wear my napkin like a real boy. <laughs> the EU's not letting us do soy face. We're going to leave the EU so we can do soy face again. We got Philip de Winter. De Winter. Yeah. Of Lambs Belong. We got Kent. Ekeroth, Eleroth, I can't read my own handwriting, from the Swedish Democrats. Uh, Ekeroth, yeah, Swedish Democrats. He's not the big boy in that party. He's some fucking reject. Again, soldier boy energy still. We have the uh, Wallonian guy, Michael Modrakman. I don't know how to say his name. Madrenon or something like that. Yep, again, (laughs) that party, he's the head of that party. That party's just fucking dumb as shit. Well, okay, if you notice a theme... Like he's like it's sort of like yeah we got I got everyone at the table I got Marine Le Pen I got Matteo Salvini I got Victor Orban like all the big people and then you show up and it's like someone from like a tiny country some right wing party yeah. like, he never yeah, met with Salvini with did he no they this. met they shook yeah, they, hands they got a meet in Greece though yeah, they, they're, they're they're just, that doesn't count I never saw oh, the, the, he met Le Pen on stage that still does not count and right. I never saw Orban no he didn't meet Orban the white whale uh, <laughs> the elusive white whale of Right, um, who else we got? I don't. We got I, I Nigel Farage's former um, uh, campaign manager while he was in UKIP, who's now the movement's campaign manager. The guy from the UK, uh, the the uh, from Muslim background, but he hates Muslims now. We have well. Then there are two very special American guests. Woo! Yes, 
We have someone from Goldman Sachs. Is it John Thornton? John he, Thornton. Yeah. He yeah. he's, he comes up a lot in this movie. He I does. Guess. He just seems to be like just popping up, being like, he's "You're like, doing great, Steve." He's he's Bannon's like weird surrogate father figure. Slash. He's like the ghost of of Capital, like appearing behind Bannon, like guiding him. Like yeah, no, it's like Obi One. It's Obi One. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like the end when all the Ewoks are dancing because you know they no, won. it's it's Fidesz One and Budapest. Like They're just Steve. like. You will go to the Europe system. <laughs> you will spread white nationalism all throughout Europe. So you're saying Darth Vader is like a socialist trying to operate within the system, and Capital says if you sh- if you try to strike me down, I'll grow back stronger than ever before. Exactly. Yes. I love the way we've spun this narrative, but sure. <laughs> there you will protect meet- Darth Vader. <laughs> there you will meet Matteo Salvini. <laughs> Salvini pa- does sound like a Jedi name. <laughs> And Paul Gosar. Nick, <laughs> Nick, for those who don't know, uh, you better have the levels all right. After oh, yeah, they're, 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 they're fucking Gucci. Don't uh, worry. Can you, can, I fucking love Can you tell our listeners Paul who Paul Gosar. Gosar is? Paul Gosar, or Paul Gosser, I think is actually how it's pronounced, all right. is Whatever. the dumbest person in the House of Representatives. If no that one is a title. This, That's a title and a half. Yeah. All right, so Paul Gosser... Um, you got ran, like the, you got the whip, you got the like yeah. Senate Majority Leader, and, and you, then got you got the, Paul Gosser, who was a like dentist. the village duns lady because the special yeah, house. Yeah, he was a dentist from like I think Prescott or Payson, which is just like a meth town in Arizona. <laughs> First and, of all, dentist, very bad vibes. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's gonna kill himself. And I hope <laughs> suicide so. watch. Yeah. Um, but if no one remembers this, he was the uh, the the representative in the U.S. that has his entire family make ads against him yep. yeah. during the midterm elections. That was fun. And like six people. Yeah, okay, it's so a big Christian big family. family. Christian family. He has like eight kids, six of whom like made ads against him <laughs> because he's such a piece of shit. And, <laughs> and you know like, the other ones just stayed out of it. It's not like they were like well, rooting the other, for no, no, him. Like, the other two like like Republican. They're like they're not really part of the family. This and that. It, was just, it was just fucking you know dumb. Christian family drama. Ugh. But Paul Gosser, one of my favorites because he had just like a thing that he used to do given. I have not been paying attention to him on Twitter too much because he's just like spiraled into insanity mm-hmm. as of late. But he would all, whenever Trump had a speech, he would live tweet every single speech and just go about how like Arizona has a border crisis. You know, we got to and but he would combine it with that bizarre conspiracy that like ISIS is going to attack the United States from the from from the 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 um, Arizona Mexico border, <laughs> like that fucking yeah the uh, caravan chairs, not yeah the caravan and that like um uh, uh Steven Seagal book, like did you ever see that? No, seemed to me. Yeah, so there was the uh, what was the Steven Seagal book called about? They talked about it on Chapo actually. Yeah, something about Shadow Wolves. Yeah, something about the fucking Shadow Wolves or whatever. But I could have just guessed that as a yeah. Steven Seagal book And so title. the whole premise of the book is that like ISIS is coming through the U.S.-Mexico border. Eh. And the entire book just comes... And given <laughs> the foreword of this book was written by Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Oh, this is so dumb. Yeah. And Paul Gosser believes this. And was like, we'll just tweet about this non-fucking-stop. And he's so stupid. <laughs> and the only reason that then he continuously wins his district is because I think half of fucking Prescott is in a rehab center. And just does, does not know when elections are. <laughs> so, so happy that the king, you know, got his 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 time to shine yeah. in this documentary because he doesn't get enough respect. 
you know, we got to respect the uh, the OGs. Well, his presence is also a bit of a skeleton key for the rest because he has no friends or family. No one oh, likes he him. he has absolutely no And one. that's the unifying fact of everybody in that room. Steve Bannon is just here because he has nothing else to do. And yeah. like, he's just sitting eating goo. Nigel Farage, everyone hates him, so he's just in this room too. I, I think those two uh, guys who are the representatives of like Front National... It kind of reminded me of the two like idiot cops from Tintin. They're <laughs> <laughs> just like I, they have no mates or family, but they're probably real close with each other. Like they probably like sleep in the same bed in a totally like heterosexual platonic way, like Bert and Ernie. Do they at least kiss each other goodnight? No, just say goodnight to each other. That's it's real sweet. Oh, lame. Don't judge it. <laughs> I am judging it. If you do not kiss your homies goodnight, that is the corner spadey law. <laughs> um, you don't actually love your homies. That is true. So they talk about a bunch of bullshit and I think they do a good job being like they're just eating this mush on very expensive like China talking about populism. Steve Bannon does not eat real food. (laughs) (laughs) I think he doesn't have teeth. That's why he's eating only liquids. (laughs) His teeth are made of like a very malleable plastic. Um, Yeah, they're also like I didn't realize first watching this but seeing the scene again. They're they're there for a while. Because like you don't understand, but it actually cuts quite a bit between like them eating the food, and then it will cut back to a scene. You realize, oh, they have like three or four glasses there at each of their like each of their places. Yeah. Also, I'm very upset with Paul Gosser as a good Christian man. He's getting fucking drunk off that red wine. Oh, uh, they're all getting faded. Yeah, and um, you know, Paul Gosser, if you ever do um listen to this, first off, fuck you. I really hate you. Second off, what would Jesus do? <laughs> all right, when you but when you're in Europe, you know, it's a land of culture and sometimes you have to adapt. Yeah. Like you're like a spy going into Europe. You have <laughs> what, to, that is your whole theory to, to understand I, the heathens. Yeah. What sorry, what did you call this? Wine? What oh how novel <laughs> Vino, if you will. <laughs> oh. I'm sure he called it Vino the whole time. Mind if I have a little Vino? Yeah. Oh, like, sir, a, sir, we're in Germany. <laughs> oh, it's got a bit of um Bit of that alcohol in it. Yeah, You're very hard on that H. Alcohol. Oh, another guy there was um, Raheem Kassan, one of uh, yeah, Bannon's lackeys. Him, no, I didn't mention him yet. I mentioned him. He's uh, one of us. Uh, I forgot his name. He's one of uh, Bannon's lackeys. So he he works for Breitbart London. Him. Yeah, he's the he's he's the Bannon lackey. I mentioned who's the self hating Muslim. Yes. I mentioned him, and uh, I couldn't think of your name. Couldn't think of his name. He and he the, used to be UKIP's like. Uh, campaign token manager. Muslim. Yeah, Ni- Nigel Farage's campaign manager. And token Muslim. Yes. But he and He's the... He's the Candace Owens of, of the UK. And the racist Belgian guy are kind of like... Steve Bannon is kind of like created another small business with this. And it's him and the Belgian guy who are like the other two people in the small business. Yeah. And then Steve Bannon just goes around being a small business tyrant. Like, first of all, the business just as like meaningless and dumb as any other small business in in the US. Like, I don't know, like trying to like get rich off reselling something that's or, or like taking advantage of some tax loophole. And then just like screaming at his employees saying like, you just want to like, like projecting everything onto them. Like you're not doing any hard work. You're just trying to be a big shot, do all the interviews, go on TV. And Steve Bannon <laughs> does the exact same thing. Yeah. But like, I mean, that's one thing I will give to the Americans. I feel like they're like a little honest in that it's like almost like a psych, like something psychological. Like they just say everything like Trump. You just kind of blurt it out. Like what, what you're thinking. Oh no, he does meet Salvini. True. Oh, here. Yeah, it's just here a meet and greet, is. though. Yeah. Oh, 
They don't actually get to sit down with him. What a shame. <laughs> oh, did he get but, to meet Sebastian I mean, Kurz? What I was trying to get yeah. it, no. I mean, the German parties, like Gauland was like, I, I think it was like, I like to imagine that he was like, really loves Steve Bannon and everything he's about, but he's like, but I won't meet with the fucking Americans. No Americans in a European that politics. That is pretty much what he said. <laughs> Which um, res- I respect. FPU also had a very similar response. Um, I don't think... I think Bannon entertained the thought of going after Kurtz, but never actually pursued it. I think they tried to get like... Well, there was a scene in the Guardian mini documentary where he's like, they're like, they've both decided not to work with you. And he's like, well, we've had talks. You should see the meetings I'm in. Yeah, it's all all just a grift, though. Like, this is the thing. He's all just trying to, like, keep the straight face. The thing the Guardian doc points out very well is that, like, Bannon is just attempting to be seen with all these people and riding their coattails. Yeah, but half of me he can't even fucking get a photo op with. Like, just right here, like, as, we're, as we're, we're re-watching, he tries so hard to meet Viktor Orban, and Viktor Orban just fucking ghosts him. Like oh, for pimp. sure. But he did get, he, he like, he gets photos with Le Pen. He gets photos with Salvini, and that's enough. You see, in this documentary, you see that's enough for the press to just go wild with it and make a million and one headlines. Yeah, also, I, I don't like, know, like, like, let's be, like, like in a... A current sense, um, Steve Bannon got evicted recently oh, from the castle. Yeah, from his fucking uh, his fucking far right. What was it, like training camp that had to be in a castle? Yeah, exactly. Because he tried to dupe the Italians, and the Italians just duped him back. Which is like Steve Bannon. Like, how do you not dupe the <laughs> but people again, who are the best? Watching this, not surprising that he's like, all right, you know, we're really getting this moving movement started. Like, someone, like, I'm just gonna say we have this. Like, I'm just gonna, like, oh yeah, the paperwork. We'll deal with that later. You know, the the law. We'll we'll deal with that later. Like, let's just go to the press already. We got this castle. Where we're gonna train a bunch of. <laughs> yeah, when you phrase it like this, is like, uh, hey, 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 fucking Steve, it's me, your weird Wallonian friend. Um, we need, uh, we need a website. Nah, fuck it, man. I got a castle in Italy. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's like a was, website. Wait, wait, wait. Was his, was his, uh, uh, festival right there just called Atreyu? That was that was for Tele Italia's festival. Oh, they show okay. way more than the Guardian documentary about how, like, that was the thing. That was the thing the Guardian journalist was like walking around being like showing pictures to people of Steve Bannon and be like, do you know this guy? And they're like, no. Um, but he was just like there. I just find it really funny that the festival was called Atreyu. Yeah. Like the metalcore band. I was thinking the the um, horse from Neverending Story. That too. Atreyu. <laughs> it just ends with Atreyu being screamed. Go Steve, on, Rob. Steve Bannon really should get the Milo treatment because I think that it would just, he would just, well, the problem is that he's kind of rich, so he would just, I don't know, keep trying to like buzz around and trying to meet people. But like, there's just nothing there. And the re- the only reason he's interesting is as an example of like the like fucking banal evil of the, of the ruling class of oh, finance yeah. people. Because as a person, he's just fucking stupid. And he's just really, yeah, I'm surprised Orban didn't want to like get in a room and hear like pearls of wisdom. Like in the army, they taught me you have to command by negating. I also you know, learned you, that you always you do the op you 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 plan and then you do the opposite. Yeah. That's that's what they taught in the army. And you know when I started my own business, I mean yeah. I have I, no, have, thing I with- have respect now for Viktor Orban only in the sense that he was smart enough not to meet this fucking idiot. Yeah, like Viktor Orban may be. I mean he's horrible in every inch of his body. He's a terrible human being, but 
At least he was smart enough not to meet with I, Steve uh, Bannon. I 100% think he didn't meet with him because Orban is intimidated by anyone who might be bigger than him. Like, physically, <laughs> he has to be, like, the largest person in the room at a given time. He's constantly bulking up. Just be like, I'm the biggest person in this room. I, I, Victor Orban is the uh, the Indie Club video. Mm. <laughs> mm. What's the video? The video of just like Fifty Cent, just like on a treadmill and like doing chin up, like like pull ups the entire time. Except it's that, but he's eating like yeah, but it's just him, just like eating goulash. Yeah, goulash. <laughs> and then there's like, and then there's like, there's like the glass with like Dr. Dre and Eminem like looking at him working out. <laughs> but it's just like I don't know. It's all the Austrian far right. <laughs> all the Austrian fucking like like Sebastian Kurz and and. Uh, uh, was it Strach? Strache. Strache just like looking at Viktor Orban behind the glass while he's just like just shoveling goulash into his mouth. Potatoes. Boom, just boom, raw potatoes. Boom, boom, boom. boom. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, what else do we... Um, there's another little pearls of wisdom that uh, Steve Bannon gives when he starts talking about... Well, he takes notes a few times throughout the movie and I really appreciate... The moments where he's taking notes because yeah. you know it shows that even even you know experts in their field like Steve Bannon sometimes they gotta be the student again and take some notes. So he meets with the French people and he's like, "What are the problems in France?" And they're like, "Taxes." And he's like, "Taxes," and writes it down. Yeah, that like, was so fucking <laughs> dumb. Like he literally could have learned all of that from like one Associated Press fucking wire piece about France. And then, well, this is the best. He's reading the Financial Times and he just like starts drawing a little map and he's just like, China, arrow, Iran, arrow, Turkey. Turkey. <laughs> and he's like, it just circles it. Oh, and then he, because, so because, because, because Steve Bannon realizes that they all belong to Turkey. That's the thing, is that Steve Bannon, Steve Bannon came to the realization that the Ottoman Empire did not expand far enough and that they all are the, you know, that they all rightfully belong to the Ottoman Empire still today. Yeah. Yeah. Xinjiang oh, at the very least. Fucking Eric Prince made a, made, made, made a cameo. Yeah, this is back, this is when Bannon just goes back to the US, you know, his. Yeah. I was proud to see him again. I haven't, I haven't come across him in a, at least a couple of years. Well, yeah. No, yeah. Since 2016 when he was doing that like weird shit in how do you pronounce that country seychelles then the seychelles where he was like running a fucking like that's what i'm here for folks thank I you say. so you can pronounce <laughs> things for 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 me um yeah he was running a thing so that then like weird arab leaders could meet with trump yeah and still running a like militia thing mercenary group just under a different name if but you if you Eric run Prince, if yeah. you run an irony left podcast in the seychelles reach out to us because we want to talk about this wasn't the Seychelles like a French? But they had they had like a social, socialist republic for like twenty years, didn't they? Oh, I have to look that up. I think they did. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. God, this was this was dumb. What else you have in your notes? <laughs> um. He meets with the the Chinese billionaire who's in the U.S. Oh my! Yeah, is, is, I've never been more in favor of Xi Jinping. Thought <laughs> after he talked to this fucking idiot. At the end, it says he's given a hundred million dollars to Bannon. So Bannon just being like a little cockroach got cut off from the Mercer money, which was pretty prominent in the 2016 election. And with Breitbart and everything, Mercer was funding, bankrolling all of this. I'm sure they're bankrolling Turning Point USA or something. Oh, dumb, yeah, no, absolutely, they are. But Bannon got cut off because. Uh, he's just fucking dumb. <laughs> Can't keep up with anything. Yeah. So uh, Xi Jinping, um, do what has to be done. 
Oh, Miles Quok is his name. Yeah, or Guo Guo Wangui. I we can't pronounce. Good Chinese, content. Sorry. You guys just trying to pronounce. Hey, right. Can't pronounce. It's, hey, it's it's Karen that. And I trying to pronounce. It's that thing because I'll be very insistent that people like pronounce my name somewhat correctly, but then like. I always get really initially when I met Chinese people and they're like, "Oh yeah, just call me like Boris or just call me John or whatever." And like, I really got sad initially. And they're like, "What's your real name?" And it's like, "Oh, I see why you did this. <laughs> I can't say that at all. That would be really annoying." Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, so Steve meets with this Chinese mega billionaire Miles, who is like on the hit list of the Chinese government because he's embezzled money. Which, like, to be fair, fucking every Chinese billionaire that is in this side of the world is basically done. Uh, or yeah. millionaire and that's he went in the two di- like there's only two directions you can go which is to hide that money in some businesses in Europe or America or to like become some sort of weird conservative or liberal media darling that's constantly railing against China which is like I'm getting the impression this is what Miles Kwok does yeah so um, yeah uh, I hope that uh, Comrade G hears me on all my Huawei devices <laughs> uh, get Miles you know, do what has to be done because uh, uh, Steve Bannon needs to have that money cut off and we can't do it, but you sure as hell can. So I want to jump ahead a little bit. We talked about Venice already. Um, he kind of just goes back like without much announcement. Like, I guess there's a little bit of a sense that it's like falling apart when he yells at uh, Raheem and then tells his nephew, like, you're in charge now. And he's like, sick. And he just, he just <laughs> yeah. keeps looking shittier. <laughs> And his war room keeps getting smaller until it's just a kitchen. Well, the best no, the best part is his war room at the end is just like a bad like plastic tent. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. outside I, somewhere. I think like, but I, we yeah. shouldn't jump ahead. No, no, go ahead. Sorry, like I think you kind of like smirked the scene where the Guardian journalist was talking about how like you know dog whistle politics is kind of shitty and you shouldn't be doing it, Steve. Stop it. Uh, and Steve, I think the like part of this whole like it's falling apart thing is Steve trying to just like smirk and charm his way out of it. And the guy from the Guardian's not having any of it. It's like, nah, no, nah, you, like you shouldn't. No, George, the constantly railing against George Soros is like a anti-Semitic trope. Um, I think this is kind of like that one of the things of it all falling apart. Of just like Ah Balin's usual tactics are not working. His usual tactic of just being an American guy, being like, you know, I come from a family of fighters. You know, this house looks just like my grandmother's house. Like, <laughs> wow, these revolutionary tactics of just being a dumb old white guy, rich yeah. guy, just talking. But fuck, it works <laughs> in the fucking monk debate. He's well, like, that's because they're fucking Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> he can't handle the European power. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole thing with, like, the Soros... I mean, because that's that's not that's like a pretty old conspiracy, you know, at least like a decade old, right? Like, I'm not. It, it's still a thing, and it's still like like oh, hungry. Yeah. So Orban has won elections primarily yeah, based yeah. on this this conspiracy. Well, not it's not even a conspiracy; it is a reality about capitalism. But it is just an old like Nazi trope about capitalism that it's controlled by one, you know, Jewish super wealthy Jew. Yeah. And when the reality is, it's just like a giant web of people just like Steve. Exactly. Just yeah. like someone with like one point six million dollars just being a fucking asshole living in their in their brownstones all across the U.S. and Europe and other countries. Yeah. yeah. Just grinding the world to a halt again with the projection. When he says they're managing our decline, it's just just projection. I, mean, baby. I don't know a single person who defends George Soros, who's like a legitimate like person well this is the other thing they like always imagine like george soros is this big funder of what would be called like 
liberal like yeah. institutions. George Soros made his money off of currency speculation. You yeah. can't, he's not a leftist in any way whatsoever. No. He is a centrist with no ideology whatsoever except for the end of history and capitalism. And to be fair, like you can name like a million more exactly. people on Everyone the opposite side. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um fucking we've already mentioned like Steve Bannon mentions the himself Mercers. the Mercers the Koch brothers like he did like Bannon doesn't mention there it's not mentioned this money but like the DeVos family Murdoch yeah, yeah. There's, there's a million more like it's the George Soros thing is very Eric Prince <laughs> I mean who's also part of the DeVos family but yeah. still this like, whole like people in this fucking documentary who do the exact mm. same thing like Eric Prince is like a hundred times more wealthy than Steve Bannon ever would be in, in his entire life so the thing like the thing that's like constantly talked about is that the right wing often often will just take what's being thrown at them by the left wing and throw it back like it, it will always they'll take slogans like white power comes from black power like when the black power slogan was coming around they were like ah oh, we'll do it as well fuck you um and this is it like the left started criticizing all these right wing movements of being astroturf to fuck not actually having any ground swell and they're like, ah, oh, we can find it for you too. And the best thing they can do is George Soros, which again, funds Vault. So, woo, woo. That's like as far left as it goes for George Soros. Oh yeah, George, like, and it's funny too, because whenever any movement in the United States has been relatively left wing, and they start picking up uh, momentum, and they get Soros money, which is, again, a true thing, um, they're completely stripped from anything remotely left-wing like, yeah, like yeah, anti-capitalist yeah. Uh, we see this with like organizations like moveon.org for example which is mm-hmm. now just like a petition site yeah before that used to be then like an attempt of like some level of social activism um for a very short amount of time mind you but then they just started getting these you know checks written out from from um He's called like what is it like the Center for American Progress or whatever is his thing. It has like a very like euphemistic name, but yeah, I mean like that's a perfect example of all that. Like that it is a true thing, um, but it's not in any way an outlier of just the behavior of capitalism to preserve capital. It does. It doesn't warrant the amount of like commenting upon. Then they give it. Yeah, because <laughs> if if the right actually hated Soros, they should then also hate all of their other ghouls who support them, which there are just as many who support the right as yeah, are the, the, the center. Yeah. Um, and the funniest one is always seeing that, like, who's that guy who's always on, like, MSNBC who then yells to the Democrats of, like, if you support Sanders, you're getting your money cut off? You don't know? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He appears every election season. Well, now the last two election seasons. But it's the exact same fucking mentality, given yeah, he's not as wealthy as, as Soros is. But it's the exact same. I mean, it's 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 just mask off at that point. Bill the, Gates does similar things. Yeah. And they exactly. don't talk about him. I mean, Jeff Bezos, obviously. As well. They talk about him because he controls the Washington Post. Yeah, and they don't and like Business the Washington Insider. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, and they don't like those papers. Doc in. Um, I mean, the right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 They talk about him, like, but they don't talk about Bill Gates because Bill Gates is on the media, but he does fund like liberal, yeah, NGO projects and stuff like that. But then, I mean, this also then comes under the sense too that what I think we've talked about before is that, at least in the United States, that if it do, if, if if it would come down to a Trump Sanders election, mm-hmm. you would see capital go in the favor of Trump because oh, yeah, it's yeah. not threatening to them, where Sanders. 
be it a social democrat, whatever the fuck he is, is at least genuinely calling for that capitalism to a degree is problematic. Like they'll they'll bring out the big guns for like a one percent tax increase on the ultra rich. Like never mind whatever so like whatever yeah. Sanders is planning. So yeah. Um, but yes, the rest of the movie. Well, he goes back to the U.S. and then starts preparing for the midterms again. Not working for anyone. No. Just like I got to do it because my voice is important. Yeah, yeah, he's no different than anyone. Just like on Twitter, being like, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm helping here. I'm, I'm doing the research." No, see, like, meeting with people. Yeah, he just kind of like admits defeat too at this point too. Like he's just like, "Well, if the Democrats get two seats more." And the Republicans, and it's like they have sixty. So this is the thing. Cool if they behave that way, but they don't. It makes me sad because in that moment, I saw a lot of uh, me and him. <laughs> when like I get close to an election, the difference is um, I don't have like the small army of people under me that I can get to like yell at and be a complete dick to. <laughs> Yeah, by small army of people, you mean like whatever, like three to four people he's wrangled into his scheme that he can abuse until he gets the next couple. Because that's how his nephews. If you remember, they're all the, nephews. The, yeah, the, <laughs> the big expose on Milo. That's also how he treated all of his people. He just like cycled through them and abused his like yeah. little underlings and made them do all the work. It's almost as if the right operates on a hierarchy. Really interesting. What? Mad. Oh my goodness! How you know, Rob? You're 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 saying too crazy stuff here. I want to talk about. So it's mostly him just eating shit, but when he returns to his roots, Canada. Steve Bannon glows up, and I'm talking about the monk debate. Ugh. 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 So if you don't know the name monk debate, you may have heard about it, and it is a debate between Steve Bannon and David Frum that took place in Two November kings. of last year. Well, the two the two genders. You gotta be one yeah. or the other. You're either Dave you're from, Steve Bannon or Steve Bannon. From. Yeah. That's what the F stands for in certain toilets. From. <laughs> and yeah, this was I mean, so I looked it up and actually according to Wikipedia, it was a tie between them. So I'll back up a second. The Cut monk debates is some dumb jerk off thing the so they do in Canada where they have big fancy debates. I guess it's trying to copy like Oxford Union debate or whatever they do over there. Yeah, like, but like, but it's just dumb yeah. and Americanized. Very, very dumb and Americanized. It's like it's it's in a weird kind of like the staging looks like a fucking tech conference. <laughs> like they're about to announce the new like <laughs> Apple computer. Um, We're about to uh, yeah, fascism six Yeah, pretty much smaller now. <laughs> it's like that 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 um available in Europe. That uh, what is it? That Microsoft summit that they had with like Bill Gates and all the other executives are dancing like fucking idiots. You've seen that one, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's just. Steve Bannon and his fucking ghouls just doing dances for white nationalism. Ugh. But yeah, like... It's hot. Fucking good job to David Frum for tying with Steve Bannon at 0%. And we see this in the documentary. All he fucking does is make some really, like... How could they have got, like... I mean, they literally had to find the most uncharismatic person in the entire face of the earth to face... Yeah, we looked at some... Steve also, Bannon. They're like, who can we get who has way more blood on his hands than Steve Bannon? David oh, Frum, David baby. Frum. Yeah, the... That we look back at some past debates, it's just it's absolutely cursed fucking well, shit. All right, first of all, say because they're fucking shitheads. The topic always has to start with "be it resolved." Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, be it resolved, the future of Western politics is populist, not liberal. That was the ban and from debate, and it was a dramatic tie, first in the history, according to this Wikipedia page. Jesus. I'm that's, just imagining that's, though, that's like, like pro wrestling. What that's, would that's how scripted. would Steve Bannon like? Because that's that's kind of like the like the uh, the 
the uh, 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 um, fuck, what's his name? The Ben Shapiro tactic. Like you debate people who are just like genuinely stupider than you. Yeah. You know, you find the only people that that, that Ben Shapiro can debate are sixteen year olds. Because if anyone with any level of like theory or praxis were to come up to him and be like, Yeah, you're fucking stupid and then gave him like a, just an ounce of, you know, reality about the political situation that he continuously talks about and has no idea what he's talking about, uh, he would be just buried multiple times over. Mm. So what would happen if it was like Steve Bannon against like fuck, I don't know, even like someone remotely left wing? Like you wouldn't even have to try. Well the frame you know, even about- if it was like Elizabeth Warren or something, Elizabeth Warren could fucking bury him without okay, given maybe she would like revert to race science to be a fucking idiot <laughs> like she did with the Native American shit. But there is such an easy argument against Steve Bannon. Like that oh China oh, friend for or foe. Sake. Sorry, the next monk debate is China, friend or foe. I guess it will somehow no, involve click. be it resolved. Who do we have? Who do we have? Miles Quark. Please, we have Miles H.R. McMaster. Woo! Oh. Uh, you have, you have a war criminal. Pillsbury Doughboy. And who? Who is the other people? <laughs> it doesn't Pillsbury. matter. Stay focused. What are you no. talking about? What do you mean stay focused? You're the one scrolling through this fucking website. I'm organizing this episode. You guys are supposed to be giving uh, opinions. Wait, what is the one about Brett Steven against Anne-Marie right. Slaughter? I'll go that through the whole history. That sounds fucking horrible. You have two conservatives going against each other. Yeah. One of my favorites, the very first one they do at the Monk debate. Be it resolved, the world is a safer place with a Republican in the White House. Charles Krautheimer and Niall Ferguson, pro Samantha Power and Richard Holbrook, con. Again, I'm glad we're never going to get the fucking rematch of this. Con. All just war criminals. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> I want them all gone. And Charles Krautheimer, luckily enough, died last year. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations. You got what you wanted. But if, pro- you ever, if you ever encounter someone who reads fucking Noam Chomsky's Manufacturing Consent and then doubts it, <laughs> just show them this. Yeah. <laughs> but the pro side won, which is the funniest part of all of it. Like, you have the like how it, do you lose to fucking like a a, a a fucking warmonger in a wheelchair how do you by lo- being a warmonger with legs <laughs> true samantha power <laughs> damn like they just they they agreed just too damn much oh, henry, kissinger henry kissinger was there i guess just ribbiting on stage just like and, and they winning love neil hardcore. ferguson holy shit yeah because no one because he has nothing else to do uh but yeah just you have just people like losing to newt gingrich in debates and if that ever happens just burn it down and salt the earth like newt gingrich i don't think has ever had a smart thing come out of his mouth ever yeah like, so how so do we you should lose say, to him like that should give a little context for the from bannon debate it doesn't it's just it's not new it's not bannon and that's kind of a good summary of the whole history of what we're trying to say this about is the Steve shit bannon. that liberals fucking love though right like you know we have to have like i joked i i tweeted at yasha munk as a joke today that then conservatives need to be just thrown in the trash um but they do like <laughs> ser- like these debates are not debates to well, be well i will say at least america's like a little more pro wrestling where you have like presidential debates but there's a lot of fanfare whereas canada just like with the zizek peterson debate they have to be like this is serious we're sitting down and debating no you don't you need <laughs> to just have not- like literally jordan peterson the only debate that needs to be had is none and this is chijek you know stumbling over to, to 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 jordan peterson just giving him a swirly for two and a half hours like that is it there does not need to be fucking like a discussion about race science or whatever the fuck that then Jordan Peterson or any of the other fucking ghouls want to go about or what are you going to talk to fucking uh, 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 um, 
Henry Kissinger about like, oh damn, did you kill enough people in Laos? Like, are you not happy with your work? Well, like, that's that's that was the debate he was a part of. He had resolved. Yeah. He should have killed more people in Laos. But about Bannon, uh, yeah. so he only wins when he plays on this kind of like playing field in yeah. terms of like going to a, a fancy lad debate in Canada. Um, when he's actually doing anything else, he's just like any kind of sputtering, self-deluded old man. And it's just we should sad. Just bully him. Honestly. Like that's my only solution. Yeah. Just- well, what I was trying to get at earlier with like the like hyperbolic, almost self-flagellating response to him, like he's so bad and evil. Like we shouldn't. He's not smart. He's just dumb. He's just sort. It's just sort of sad. Like he just seems like maybe someone you like might know in your life or you're related to. He's just like who's just like a fucking like he just creeps you out, man. You just don't want to be around him. It is. I said while we were recording, it's very reminiscent of the idea of you if you ever had like a grandparent who like work like was a workaholic, like stressed out every day of their like professional lives, and then first couple of weeks of retirement, they just can't fucking handle it. They're screaming at the phone. Can't be alone with their thoughts. Yeah, pretty <laughs> for much. some reason. Screaming down the phone at people they have basically no right to scream at, uh, not that they didn't begin with trying constantly being on their feet caring way too much about shit that like they have absolutely no control over it like again central thesis from earlier in this episode if this was just some nobody and the exact same story played out if it wasn't steve bannon it was like this gray garden situation of a real person that we had no fucking clue who this person was this would be an absolute tragedy of a story his his trip to europe is like the trip to paris and francis ha I don't know. I've seen that movie, but you're welcome. That's that's again for, doesn't leave their hotel room. No, <laughs> that's for the real. That's for the real ones out there, I guess. So is that is that it? Well, I mean, I no, what's I, our time? No, I, I think we we should. Yeah, it's 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 it's. Do we have any twice. final thoughts? I mean, I don't like. That's the thing is that it's just it's exactly, I have no it's exactly as Karen described it. It's just like it is just the diary of an old sad man. Yeah, who yeah. has. Who, yeah, like, like he could have been, he could have been great. He could have, could have been a contender, but he's just this fucking, you know, washed up old Nazi who's trying to spread the good word, I guess, and doing a real shit job of it. And I'm happy that he's doing a shit job of it because it's just funny. I think, like, I think the Oscar version of this is like a documentary that gets released today about someone who was like involved with Obama getting elected to the presidency and then, you know, uh, slowly is no longer involved in the White House and then lose. you see the midterm where the Republicans come in and stuff like that. And then this twist at the end is like, it was just a senile old man. He doesn't know Obama. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the Johns. He's just imagining yeah. Trump is tweeting about him, like even to insult him. Which yeah. is, uh, it's the Johns. Only. Sloppy it, Steve is the name of a yeah. new like takeaway in Washington, D.C. No, where you, you can get a good like, sloppy You literally just describe Pod Save America. Yeah, actually, you, Nick is right. Yeah, damn. <laughs> they just imagine the interview where they did with it, where Obama's like, uh, "Yeah, you guys are doing uh, important work." Wasn't the one? Wasn't that like the one who was all like, "Obama took me along the side, I was like your uh, girlfriend, if you see yeah, the yeah, yeah. marry her." <laughs> just like the most like just like generic fucking like yeah. see the game words of advice. <laughs> Do you see the game this weekend? I didn't. I'm the president. <laughs> Go nuts. The thing is about all of this. It honest. I know you guys. Well, at least Nick didn't seem to like the movie, but. I love watching I did, stuff like I this. I did like it. It just hurt me. 
Because when I read about like politics or history, it's all so depressing, man. I'm sure our listeners feel the same. Words well, are big. When I watch this, like honestly, it's depressing, but I'm like, and I felt the same thing watching the Peterson debate. I'm like, these people are all fucking idiots. And if like, well, that's the thing that made me mad is that it's just like, like I was expecting Steve Bannon to be smarter and he's just so stupid. He is and, so fucking dumb. But like, I think it's just like Steve Bannon, if he's, if you take him as what he is, just a representation of all just like one a dime a dozen in the U.S. who just for some reason is, front of, is in front of a camera all the time. Like, it really is just a house of cards. And that's obviously a scary thought. But once you've internalized that, which I think most of our listeners have, if they just surround themselves in the news all day, you're like, well, it's actually kind of liberating. None of them, <laughs> they're all fucking dumb. So maybe we can actually do something. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Find, that's uh, that's my takeaway. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't find anything that Steve Bannon does uh, to be any way threatening or empowering to the right. Once he has a few more of the green goop shakes, yeah, I it, mean, it's gonna be know, like a superhero then, movie. Next yeah. time we see him, he's just like swole. <laughs> it's just like the same, but dumb, just like all in the wrong spots. Yeah, like the same dumb jowly face that he has, but it's like this fucking Chris Hemsworth body underneath. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I came out of this just, yeah, like you said, feeling bad for him, but at the same time, like, I don't feel bad. For, I mean, obviously, I don't feel bad for the I feel bad if right? it wasn't Steve Bannon. That's basically <laughs> it. Yeah, but it, it, it was him, it so was it's him, good. So, yeah. Every single horrible thing that has come his way in the last, you know, 10 years, he has absolutely deserved. Yeah. And um, he's a piece of shit, and this movie kind of showed that. And you can kind of laugh at him at the end of it. Oh, of course. Honestly, the scariest thing about Europe is that they were smart enough to know, like, yes, Steve Bannon won't give us anything. Let's just let's just move on from him. Yeah, that <laughs> they're, is they're a little more organized thing. than that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. like, the fact that then, like, we didn't dupe them, basically. Yeah, yeah. So you have like a movement like Orban or like you know Salvini or whatever who don't need this momentum, or even Le Pen or like no big ballers met with Steve Bannon. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, like like you mentioned, it was like with the parties in like Wallonia or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, so there's like the dumb Wallonia party. Vlam, like Vlam's Belong is literally the biggest thing he met. Yeah. Um, like I guess he and Brexit, but they didn't exist then at that. They point. didn't like he met Nigel. But Farage. For, N- Nigel Farage is also an absolute fucking dullard to begin with. So I they also just don't melding think, of the minds right there. I also don't think he's like associating with him anymore now. The Brexit party is a thing. And at the same time, the only other the only other big baller supposedly was Geert Wilders, but now Geert Wilders isn't the big baller. It's Thierry Baudet. So yeah, no, he's got fucking nothing. Yeah, yeah. And Vlaams Belong is only big for Belgium. Yeah. So uh, Europe is shit because Steve Bannon has absolutely no influence with the right here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the far right here seems to be smarter, which sucks. But yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that was another episode of the Cornish Spady. Yeah, it was. Uh, do we have any shout outs or anything that we want to do today? Nope. Or no. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, go Raptors. Go. <laughs> go Raptors. Do you guys actually when this releases, it should be NBA free agency. So oh, okay, so go Raptors. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. that. My favorite thing the Raptors do is when like one of the opponent basketball players is like staring at them, but then the other basketball player comes to the side that you didn't even know was there. And he goes, clever girl. <laughs> gets, yeah. And then it's just two basketball players eating each other. You know, I don't a, understand American sports. It's an underappreciated tactic. Though, it is such, the clever girl move, it's so good. 
Um, so yeah, as good as the tall grass. Uh, yeah. that, that's called analytics, baby. Yeah. yeah so, Steve uh, Bannon was talking about that. Oh God, I'd love to be just. I want to do the re-edit of the movie where I'm in the background trying to relate everything I see and the like everything he's talking about to like just an obscure mo- like scene from Jurassic Park one, two, or three. None of this like Jurassic World shit. But, like, well, you know, he was inspired by the Jurassic Park to build the border wall. <laughs> hey, all right, folks. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining Kieran now in Sports Center. <laughs> Classic move, the Raptors. You don't have to end on that if you don't. No, want that to. was fucking funny. <laughs> Classic uh, move from the Raptors again this season. They filled half the court with tall grass, <laughs> so you can't see where they are. All right, yeah, I uh, will see you guys next week. Woo! Take care. Ciao.